Looking to optimize your performance, grow your mind, and change your system? Well, you've come to the right place. This is the Bold Base Performance Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Bold Base Performance Podcast. Our guest today is Jackson Erdman. Jackson is an NFL prospect who just completed his final year at St. John's University. A four-year starter at quarterback, he sent numerous school and conference records during his time as a Johnny. St. John's made it to the national semifinals this year while going 12-2. Jackson won the Gallardi Trophy as a junior, the Division III football award honoring excellence in athletics, academics, and community service. Jackson is more than just a quarterback. We talked today about his dedication to service, his family, and the unique trials and tribulations he has gone through to get to where he is today. Check him out on Twitter or Instagram at Jerdy 2.0. Let's continue to grow the mind and change the system. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today, Jackson. Yeah, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. So let's talk a little bit about your career. Let's start actually at Rosemount because that's where I first met you. Tell us a little bit about how your career went at Rosemount and then we'll just get into kind of St. John's. We'll talk about Penn State a little bit in there and then we'll get up to speed to where you are today. So let's start back to when you, I mean, when you first started playing football. So maybe yeah, even, yeah. even in elementary or middle school, wherever you want to start and kind of bring us along that path. Gotcha. Yeah. So my dad's a head coach at Rosemount. Um, and so as far back as I remember, I remember like like three or four listening to his games in the basement on the radio with my mom. So football is a huge part of our family. You know, growing up, I always wanted to play for my dad, wanted to play for Rosemount. Um, so every day, you know, I'd be like playing catch with him or start young with flag football, then youth football. And I never really played quarterback until... I think it was eighth grade or something my dad always joked I'd be like safety or something and I don't know why he'd always do that but I, I never thought I'd play quarterback until eighth grade and then freshman year played it and then I uh midway through my sophomore season I started playing for the varsity and then you know ended up starting throughout the rest of my career at Rosemount um so yeah kind of wild career at Rosemount with some ups and downs but you know I loved playing it um met a lot of good guys you know high school football Friday Night Lights you know so so much hype and you know, I still look back and remember those days for the rest of my life. Um, but, yeah. What was the biggest difference having your dad specifically as your dad, being the varsity football coach and having his love and passion and experience in the game? What do you think you gave you the biggest difference than any other kid who might not have had that experience growing up? Well, obviously, I think just being around the game for so long. Um, you know, as far back as I remember, I remember him being, he was the coach at Rosemount. So like so many people ask me like, oh, is it weird having your dad as like a teacher or coach? Cause he coached ninth grade government too. So I had him, um, and I was like, no, not really because just growing up, I knew he was the coach and, you know, having him as a teacher and he like coached like my, like youth basketball and stuff. So like I've had it before. It wasn't that weird, but you know, just advantage wise, you know, always being around the game, um, just always talking, always learning, I loved having it. like a lot of football talk in the house, especially when I played oh, I so. as you can imagine, just like play wise teams and everything. Um, so yeah, just, I think being around the game and just having his like experience and expertise, you know, just helping me out really, really, you know, made me advance. Did you like grow up watching film? Oh, good question. No, but I would, I was like the water boy in like training camp okay. growing up. So I'd always be, um, yeah, the, the little kid like hand out waters or distracting the players i guess or whatever so so it was pretty much like football from the jump like it wasn't like oh yeah like you grew up new and like i'm all about football oh yeah i grew up ever since day one you know loved the game had a passion for it so yeah huge part of our lives my mom had a rule every so often at dinner we could not talk sports or any movie quotes and it would be a really quiet dinner because that's all we would talk about growing up so i'm sure in your house it was similar where sometimes it was almost too i don't even know if it's possible to have too much football but I'm no, sure it got no. no, not at no, all. No, not not mm. possible. It's like it'd always be, you know, there wasn't a lot to talk that wasn't football when I was there, you know, <laughs> with me and my dad. But you know, I have two sisters, so yeah, there's obviously we'd have a move like a game where we like have like movie quotes or something like right. that, you know, like just what you said. Um so yeah, it's still a lot of football talk for sure. And did you take that um maybe like for granted that this is how it is and like or did you ever get a perspective like, wow, other kids don't have this awesome experience that I had did you ever 
run into that growing up at all? Or did you, you know, always just kind of, you felt lucky that you had the experience you did? And Yeah, you know. And I, I know your parents and they're awesome, so. Yeah, they are awesome. You know, looking back on, I'm very fortunate and, you know, lucky, blessed to have a, you know, the, the um, childhood I did with, like, you know, two parents in the household, healthy family. I'm loving and just how, like, how they raised me like they did. So I'm very fortunate looking back on it. Kind of in the moment, you know, uh, you know, I knew I was lucky and I loved it, but. I definitely probably took it for granted, like, oh, this is how it is. Like, I come home from football practice, more football with my dad, and just outside of football, you know, just having, you know, food on the table at night and everything, just loving family. Um, Kind of definitely took for granted, but looking back at it, realizing, seeing, like, that's not how it is for everyone, you know, it, it is different, but I was very fortunate. I feel like that's that's always the way, too. Like, as a kid, you're never going to appreciate it in the moment, but it's, like, retrospectively, you're able to look at it and be like, holy shit, like, my childhood was insane, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think that's so cool too, because yeah, in the moment you're so worried about like the next thing or like you didn't get this toy you wanted or dinner might not have been exactly what you were looking for. Like I don't know, just like these exactly, super minor yeah. like day to day things, but in the grand scheme of things, you're like, holy cow! Like I wouldn't be who I am if it weren't for that upbringing. A hundred percent, or just especially like in middle school or high school, you're like like social status. Oh, I want to fit in, be popular, or whatever, and like that's what you're concerned about instead of you know what other people are going through or whatever. So. Just looking back in hindsight, you know, yeah, very fortunate. In high school, I was super ungrateful. I didn't have my own car. And it brought a lot of arguments in my house, led by me. And now looking back, it's like, wow, I know how much a car is. I know how much work it takes to pay for the money to get a car and insurance and gas. And, like, it just, yeah, the older you get, you get that more perspective. And it's like, wow, I was so ungrateful for what I did have. And, and, and like you said, you're trying to keep up and in high school it's very much the social status is a huge factor and, and driver behind um attitudes and behaviors and and things that you choose to do so um but from a mindset standpoint what do you felt that was ingrained in you differently than a lot of other people that either played football with you in high school or college or, or even now yeah so i think a big part of it you know my parents wise just raising me the way they did so like um, especially with my dad in the football program. So, like, when I was little, we had, like, the Irish way. You remember the Irish way? I yeah. do. So, for us, it was, like, like the football program would, like, would, like, go to, like, elementary schools and stuff and promote this to, like, the little kids and the youth. Like, the Irish way, like, I am honest. I am kind. I am hardworking. I am unselfish. Just, like, kind of, like, all these, like, kind of, like, guidelines of, like, how you should be in, like, in the community and on the team and everything. So, you know, when I was little, looking up, following the Irish way, uh, kind of when I got like more when I got older middle school high school kind of like led me to be a man and like truly like taking that to heart especially because like it was you know my dad speaking this to to me and to like the football team and everyone um so kind of being a bigger deal for me uh and then especially you know just like not wanting to you know kind of like the pressures of being the coach's kid you know not wanting to be like um like misbehave or kind of be you know get in trouble or something right. just for like my rep but also like his like I don't want him like, oh, that's, like, Jeff Erdman's kid. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's, like, right. a handful or something or just disrespectful. So just those were, those were really instilled in me since I was young and then also having those ad pressures of just wanting to be the best version of myself. How long did you go as Jeff Erdman's kid? Like, when did you grow out of that? Uh, was it – was it? did you get a lot of that in high school? Well, not high school, but, like, when I was the water boy or something, oh, be careful, oh, yeah. that's coach's kid, coach <laughs> Erdman's kid. So, like, don't mess with him, right. or, you know. Um, so I definitely had that, but, you know, I grew out of that, like – probably middle school high school high school for sure no one ever okay. referred to me as that was there ever a time period where you like looked at it like again going back to when you're a kid you probably don't have the greatest perspective on things like was there a time period you can remember where you looked at it negatively like obviously there's a ton of positive but was it ever like a burden of like oh i feel like i need to live up to xyz because of that reason oh yeah i, I still remember it was second grade i was on the playground and some some like older kids come to me oh you think you're you're hot you're hot crap because you're the coach's kid or whatever well screw you and like they're just being yeah. like dicks about it and i just remember like i didn't even do anything <laughs> like, I, I was, like why are you coming at me like yeah. so just like stuff like that or like like oh he's he's playing he's the coach's kid you know so um you know and obviously i just don't really listen to it because me knowing my dad my dad's always like been harder on me and been careful not to show that right. um yeah so because you want to earn everything you get you don't want to yeah it's nice to be given stuff but like when you get a role or like when you get an adult like you get a job you want to like earn that position um and not just be handed to you because you're related to somebody or you know somebody or you have a lot of money 
Um, I think a lot of people go through that when they have um, a parent or a relative who is famous or in a position of authority. You want to earn everything and not just, oh, like he got it because of this. And it wasn't because of your hard work or your abilities and things like that. So totally relatable and understandable. Which I feel like obviously you've done enough to prove now, which is why I want to ask this question of like, what do you feel like, whether it's nature or nurture, but just like you as a human now, because you have better perspective on your life at 23 than you did back then. Like, what are like two to three things that you feel like set you apart from, I don't know, the average Joe, like, like not, and obviously I know you're a humble guy and everything like that, but just like looking at it, like most people aren't going to have such a successful college career be, you know, having, uh, hopes of getting into the NFL and things like that. Like, what do you feel like as far as just like the way you're wired or what you do is like different, right? Or for a listener, they can look at this and be like, shit, that's something that I can like work on or build into my skill set, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so just like in general, who I am or football wise or no, 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 just you as a person, you as a person. person, Yeah. So I think for sure, um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty passionate about, helping others and just you know just in general being kind and loving like one another you know i think there's so much hate in the world and um people kind of focus on like difference like whether it's political religious everything like oh we don't believe this or whatever and i i just think like you know just spreading like love and you know positivity like good vibes and everything you know just like coming together and just being happy i think that's contagious and i was just kind of raised to like to do that to love everyone and accept everyone for who they are and then, um, you know, we, my family a lot, we would like help out, like feed my starving children or stuff. So just kind of like giving and like helping those in need. Um, so j- just for sure, community involvement, I think is big. And, you know, that's, that's a, definitely a part of who I am. And then Dude, also, I feel like, here, hold, yeah. I'm just going to cut you off quick. I feel like that is awesome that that was your first response, especially like coming from a football player. You know what I mean? Like yeah. having that life perspective and like having your first answer be like love and like gratitude and things like that is just that's so cool to hear. and it's about other people because so much i'm sure of the last couple of years has been like whether it's uh in the newspaper or online or on social media or at games like a lot of attention is on you and and that's okay because you were the quarterback of st john's for four years like you needed to perform and do well and bring that program to where it was because the quarterback is so important but it didn't take away from everything else that you did in your life as a student, as a person, as a boyfriend, as a son, um, as a classmate. And that, yeah, I agree with Brad on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And then just continuing, you know, the question, um, I think too, is like football wise and just in life, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm a fighter. So I've been through like some health, I had some health issues in high school and then um, just, just fought back, you know, I, I like, I persevere, you know, I, and just team wise on the field, like I'm a fighter, I'll do whatever it, I, it takes to win, you know, for the team, for my guys, I'm a team player. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's a big part, which drives me like now in the past and it continue, it will continue to in the future. So, so dive into that a little bit as far as your, um, cause like for me, for example, like when I was in a freshman high school, I had like a, a big chest surgery and I felt like that was something that sort of like revamped my mindset on things and like my outlook on the world and I feel like you know I felt like after that I was just more driven or like more passionate or something like that um so talk a little bit about the health issues that you had and like maybe how that changed your perspective or yeah yeah so I I still remember it was about a week after is my junior year in high school we just lost to Ian Prairie in the state championship game so Still a little bitter about that, but anyway, I just I just started feeling like sick, like flu-like symptoms or whatever, um, and then I was diagnosed with mono, and so I was in, and it hit, I heard like with mono you can either you get bad or you get like, you know, not so bad depends on the case or whatever, and it hit me hard. I was like out in bed for weeks, um, just not being able to do anything, and uh, it got to the point where I couldn't even stand up or sit up without, without getting sick. So like I tried like walking and I'd be like falling, hanging on the walls for support. And then I fell down the stairs and everything. And my mom's like, what, what the hell are you doing? Like she thought I was just joking around or whatever. And I'm all like, right. no mom, I can't like stand up. So like we went to the hospital, um, and they ran all kinds of tests on me. And then what they, what they diagnosed me with it, it's called acute cerebellar ataxia. So how they explained it to me is so I did have mono, the white blood cells that were like attacking the mono cells 
um, when all the monocells were gone, they were eating away at my like my healthy brain cells and like my brain stem. So in my like cerebral cortex, so like that's what like threw off my balance, my vision, all like the vestibular cortex, all that stuff was like kind of out of whack. So I was in the hospital for a bit, um, a couple days and nights, and then went through some like some pretty intense like physical therapy. Like I just started like just being able to sit up and then lay back down because like just the dizziness or like it was so offset. Like I couldn't sit up, let alone stand. Um, so I, I was out for, I, I was out of school for like a month. I went to school one day and I just was slumped in my chair. I couldn't sit and it was like falling out. So I was like, and it was like maybe 15 minutes before I walked. I was like, I can't even do this. So I was out of that for a bit. And then I was really at the point where I was practicing standing again. So I like had two chairs on my side, just trying to stand in place, like for balance and stuff. My mom and the dad were like, just helping me stand again. And then, like, got to the point where, like, I was learning to walk again. So I got to the – so my dad's a high school teacher. He would just, like, unlock it on weekends or after hours. And I'd just go in the long halls and follow the patterns on the floor just trying to walk straight. Um, so, you know, that kind of just offset, like, holy cow, like, I go just from being, like, you know, prime, like, athletic ability or so I thought, you know, just playing football and everything to, right. oh, my gosh, am I even going to play football again? Like, the, you know, big part of my life. Like, there were other questions at that point. Football didn't really matter. Like, am I going to be, like, walk, stand or anything again? Yeah. Um, so, this, yeah, that was, was kind of crazy. Year to junior year in high school. Oh, so you were, like, already starting quarterback at that time. Yeah, correct. So it was just Dang. after we, yeah, lost in the state championship and I was playing. Were you scared? Yeah, you know, I was scared. It was more so, like, a lot of confusion, too, like, what's going on, but also, like, yeah, like, I want to play football. So, like, after, like, months of, like, being able to, like, you know, retrain my body how to, like, sit, stand, walk. Like, I went to the gym and played catch with my dad. And I couldn't, like, my um, depth perception was off. So, like, I'd see the ball and I wouldn't, I didn't catch any of them. And he was standing, like, 10 yards away tops and I'd throw it right at my feet or, like, way into the ground. So, it's like, wow. I was like, holy cow, like, I can't even, like, throw it to him from 10 yards away and let alone catch the ball or something. So, you know, that was scary. I was like, am I ever going to play again? Um so, yeah, you know, just a lot, lot of practice, training. Um, and, like, months later, you know, I luckily and, you know, I'm very fortunate I got to the, back to the ability that I thought I had before. So ended up playing my senior year and everything and was healthy. Um, but, do yeah. You, do you ever, like, actively think about that? Like, like obviously not day-to-day, -day, but, I mean, if you have, like, a, a super shitty day at practice and you're just, like, not, not on or whatever – do you ever like think back to that and you're like, wow, like even just to be in this position is like ridiculous? Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely do. Um, like, do you use that as like a. Yeah, you know, well, I just think not maybe necessarily the ataxia sometimes, but if I'm like just like kind of like pissed off or, you know, have a bad throw or something, sometimes I'll just, you know, St. John's is a beautiful campus. Like, it's in a little bowl of the stadium with like yeah, the trees. So nice. I look around, you see like the changing trees and stuff. It's just beautiful. I'm like, like you just taking like look at like i'm at one a uh, phenomenal university just in general you know which i shouldn't take for granted on top of that i'm playing football and on top of that like i'm the starting quarterback like there's so much to take you know like be thankful for um so yeah i, I definitely think about that a lot i'm just like thinking like i think back like i just I, I can walk and stuff you know just things i take for granted for when i went through that and that like some people are like praying for or wishing for they have that like I have and take for granted on a daily basis. So I definitely try to think of that and just be considerate. Did that episode, that event in your life change any behaviors from like a health or sleep or nutrition or performance for you where it's like, I never want to go back to that or, or even from some of your other injuries. And it's like, I'm doing all these other things. So I don't have to go back to that. Did that fuel anything? Not, not the ataxia specifically okay. in the moment. Um, you know, right, because there's no, there's no read. That was just like a kind of just freak, a freak thing, thing, thing that, that yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so no, nothing. I, I still remember, like, I loved eating canes. You know, raising canes, chicken <laughs> fingers, and my mom. We brought can relate. Me. Now sponsored by canes. <laughs> 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 so I remember, like, when I was sick, my mom brought me canes, and um, you know, like I, I, I was sick, yeah. so like I threw it up immediately and stuff, and you know, you if you're like taste aversion where you have something you throw up, yeah. like you get sick and never can have it again, but. That's not the case with like I love oh, canes good. so much. I was right? say, can you still eat canes? Oh yeah, I still. Okay. So like immediately when I was healthy, then like I had one of my friends bring me canes. So you know, just saying like not to bash on canes, but die wise, like no, nothing changing. Like trying to go healthy, <laughs> like it tastes good, obviously. But no, like you know, I was in high school and I was more so just focused on like trying to get healthy and everything, but nothing like die wise or routine other than like physical therapy and everything. What What are you? So I know. uh 
Tom had mentioned that you were doing, you're on some diet right now or something. What are you doing for that? Yeah. So, you know, um, we would have brought you canes today, but <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I love canes. Um, anyway, I'm just like, so just trying to like track calories and be more conscious. Um, like I'm trying to put on, so like I weighed in, I went to a showcase thing in Texas and weighed in at like 207, which is kind of low. And like, I want to get up to like maybe like 212 ish, 215 for the pro day I'm going to be in coming up. Um, and just like have like good weight where like I can still like I feel like fast, athletic and everything. Right. So just, you know, being conscious of like what type of meat I'm eating, what type yep. of like grains and everything, vegetables. So just being, you know, kind of a conscious consumer. Do you feel any different? Yeah. Yeah. I've also, you know, uh my my girlfriend's big on, you know, um or what what's it called? One of the Netflix documentaries about all like oh, the not eating meat or uh, game changers, yeah, game changers is that what it is changers. yeah i haven't seen that yet so it's pretty interesting so right. i don't know like how much of it's like fully accurate or something yeah. but um i'm not like have trying to have like steaks or meats at every meal you know or something right. i'm kind of like going to some more like um plant-based like protein options and stuff too yeah and trying to feel different and like in the past couple months i've like i put on like muscle right. i feel good like like just throwing today I, I feel like athletic and good so right. um ju- just lean toward or you know kind of dabbling with that a little more and seeing if it changes like my peak performance and everything it's so amazing because as society there's a general message of like people need to lose weight but in the world of athletics most athletes aren't eating enough especially like protein throughout the day so i'll see athletes sometimes and they'll come in and be like yeah i had a granola bar and a half a sandwich today and i'm like full i'm like that's definitely not enough for you. Like you're not going to maximize your workout and you're not going to sleep well. You're not going to do well in school if that's all you're eating throughout the day. So it's definitely a different message, whether we're talking about protein or meat or anything when you are an athlete and for you, you're trying to gain weight. So the general message you see, whether it's on social media from other people is probably not tailored to you because you have a different goal than, than a lot of other people do. Yeah, definitely. And you know, I, I try not to like focus on like, outside like social stuff or this is what you should be doing or whatnot i'm just focusing you know i know my body like my metabolism everything and trying i know my goal and what i'm trying to get at and right. everything so and, exactly. and i have like you know good trainers and so like i track my diet and everything like send them a screenshot of everything i've eaten every day and stuff so that they're tracking and keeping on me too what's your sleep like so i try to get eight hours that's what i've i've been told um from past trainers and everything. I don't know if you guys, uh, if that's accurate or Huge whatever. Yes. Advocates for sleep. Yeah. 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 yeah I know it's very it's important. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously I'm not staying up late watching like Netflix or playing video games or anything, you know, I'm like, I, based on when I have to get up the next morning, try to be in bed at a certain time to, uh, have at least eight hours. Are you a gamer? Uh, I, I played Fortnite a little bit, okay. not too much okay. outside that, but, uh, Fortnite is big in there. college. Okay. Yeah. We've, pl- we've, we've played our fair share of video games. Not as much anymore, but I was gonna say what I play is like the old retro like N sixty four Mario Kart type stuff. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like Sega Genesis, like super rare where I'll play like with some buddies some weekend or something. Yeah, you once know? in a while. I don't think you've ever back. played Fortnite. I've never played Fortnite. I've I've like seen clips of it on like yeah. House of highlights maybe or something, but yeah, I've tried and I just die every time I see someone. So but it's that's, it's that's not really fun computer, for me. Though? That's like a it can be. Thing? So it's Xbox, yeah. PS four. You can play on your phone. Okay. Otherwise, like okay. people who are really into it, like have like customized keyboards and everything so yeah it's it's crazy yeah there's a lot of pretty big drop off from like the top (laughs) to like me or like like people that are just starting (laughs) maybe like tommy playing on there or something i'm so bad but that's all right it's not my not my specialty it's addicting but (laughs) i bet so do you feel different when you sleep well over a course couple weeks do you feel like you have better workouts or you're just a little bit quicker to things or like you're yeah vision and accuracy all that yeah definitely so this summer i got on a very strict like routine i was living up at st john's um and me and my roommates we like really committed to like sleep eating well working out and like we'd, we we had to get up at like 5 30 so we were all in bed by like at least like 9 39 like sleeping yeah. so and that's the best i've ever felt in my life but like i've noticed like if i sleep too much like i like have nothing going on or something the next day and i sleep for like 10 10 and a half hours I get up, I'm still like groggy or tired throughout the day. So like right. I gotta hit like whether it's like seven and a half, eight hours, like hit it on the you know, hit it on the notch and I feel good throughout the day. It makes such a difference when people around you have similar goals or the same goals. Uh especially with like I think sleep, the hardest part is like getting people because so many things happen after 
like 7 p.m. at night, whether it's like sporting events or, you know, parties or birthday parties or family gatherings, mm-hmm. like, and then everyone's up late and then eating, drinking, whatever, and then everyone's sleeping in and it just really gets you off your routine. So, um, and same with your, like, you're telling us about your workouts. You're just surrounded by people who have your best interests at heart, but also similar goals. So what they're saying is also what they're doing as well. And we found that out a lot. Like the more we talk to people who want to do, whether they're starting their own podcast or starting their own business, or they're trying to get in better shape, the more you surround people in that inner circle with it, just the better and easier it is. It goes, um, for that person. So I'm sure you feel that way as well. Oh, absolutely. Cause we'd all, you know, we'd all be on each other. We call it like being in our bag, you know, so like eating right or whatever, sleeping. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we it really helped. Like not, none of us like drank like beer or alcohol, like really that summer. So like, we'd be like, no, like, come on, we're, stay focused, everything. Like, your diet, stay on top of everything, and then, like, going to the workouts and, like, grinding at the workouts and everything. So we all, I think, got in the best shape of our lives that summer, like, up and towards our senior season. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was an, it was an awesome summer. And that really translates when you are, like, the leader, the quarterback. Were you captain? Do they have captains in St. John's? Uh, I don't even so know. at St. John's, it's kind of different. Like, all the seniors are considered okay. a captain. So, okay. yeah, I was my senior year. Okay. You were a good job. Were you, <laughs> no. were you both years? Because you you no, went like just a, seniors. Uh, well, you went like a fifth year, right? Oh uh, yeah, correct. But they had me on books as like a junior. As a junior, because yeah. at Penn State, I redshirted. You, you redshirted. Okay, yeah. so you played. Okay, so you're only your senior senior. Okay, um, tell us a little bit about St. John's from a football perspective. Oh gosh, what you liked, what you enjoyed, what went well, what didn't went well. Kind of mm-hmm. recap, recap four years of your life in about two minutes here. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> let me think. So absolutely loved St. John's. If I could go back for another year, I probably would. You know, and just looking into it, um, oh gosh, great coaches. So throughout my recruiting process, I was kind of like, you know, looking at like smaller D1, D1 walk-ons, D2s, and then like St. John's and St. Thomas were the only D3. And my dad made me visit St. John's. He was like, you got to go check it out or whatever, because I was kind of sad I was going to go to Iowa State or Penn State D1. And just the atmosphere with the coaches up there, they're just their personalities and characters like Coach Novak um, and Coach DeMoncio, like they're, they they just kept bringing me back. I'm like, okay, this is something special up here and stuff. So like my final choices were St. John's, Iowa State, and Penn State for like going. And when I transferred from Penn State, I knew immediately it was going to, it was to St. John's. I didn't look anywhere else. And, you know, looking back on it, that was the best decision I ever made. I loved my four years there. Um, love the guys. And just, just, you know, looking back on what like I was able to like, do and like grow as a person um it, it's so so special and j- just you know football wise is the greatest experience in my life uh friends wise you know i met my girlfriend there met some of my best friends there um and yeah it's just such a special place it's like the most amazing thing about college there's so much negativity about like the sticker price of private schools and and rightfully so but the the experiences you get the people you meet the opportunities and like just the way it's at such a critical time of life where you're no longer a kid or you're not quite an adult and you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. And so many people, I'm obviously biased. I went to St. John's. I had two brothers and a sister-in-law that went to St. John's and we all loved it. Or Caitlin went to St. Ben's, I should say. But uh, it's such, uh, it's so awesome for me to hear that both from the, the football side, the school side, the community service, the friendships that you've made that was such a, an awesome experience for you. And I'm sure it really helped with how you played and how you performed and where you're at now having all those experiences. Oh, absolutely. And just, you know, the alum factor too, it's what makes it so special. Uh, you know, they, they come back, they help give and just, you know, they're, they're, they're looking out for your best interest and whatever it is, whether you're an athlete or not, or after, after school and everything, um, it's just so, so special. unless you've like experienced it or like you are a John and you know what it's like, um, just, you know, Johnny's are everywhere. And they uh, are, especially in the, the Twin Cities here. Yeah. You'll be amazed how many people you run into that, oh, yeah, I went there. Or they have a relative that went there. It's definitely, uh, it's pretty amazing. So um, tell us a little bit about, so you played quarterback there, so you're you're automatically kind of billed as like a leader. Mm-hmm. But I want you to talk about how leading a group with a common goal is a lot different than leading yourself to a goal that you have. Yeah whether it's like different strategies you would use or different, just how it changed your behaviors, your attitude, your mindset. When as a quarterback, you have to get this whole team operating on the same system, having the same goals, doing the right habits. 
was anything different there than rather you just going out and doing it for yourself oh absolutely you know at st john's and pretty much everywhere you know you hear the phrase like me guy and team guys you know and especially being the like, quarterback like um you it, it's not it's definitely not all about you all although like mm-hmm. sometimes the media makes it seem that way but like you need everyone you need the old line blocking you need like running backs, tight ends, um, wide receivers, and defense, special teams, everyone, coaching, everyone that's involved. Um, it's so important. And I, I think when you do it for, like, the right reasons, like, you know, going into my – it's a St. John's, I only had one goal, and, like, that was national championship. Unfortunately, I didn't get it, um, but still had the best time of my life. Anyway, uh, so ju- just going into that, you know, like, like this is a team goal. Like, I don't really have any individual goals, like – it's, it's not about me it's about us like succeeding and like you know just having the best experience possible and playing to our potential so like this summer like it w- we'd always break it down like there's a lot of guys at st john's i'm working on the summers and we'd break it out like natty champs on three one two three natty champs you know and just kind of having that common goal like everyone bought in believed in it and you know we were so close we were one game away from getting there this year um but you know everyone just bought in and like believe like that's the culture we kind of left behind you know um especially my class you know going in st john's hadn't been the championship since 2003 we didn't make it there but like like the semi since like it was like something crazy like 15 years or something and you know kind of like our our class we you know we made it like that far we kind of i think we kind of like put st john's back on the map like nationally and just like also right. like playing wise like 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 we we had a lot of studs and like we, we were a good team so yeah just kind of bring st john's up to the caliber of what it what it was in the past and you know what it can be in the future even using some of those words like we and us like all the time and you just get rid of I and me, it just changes your perspective. It changes even when I do it too. And like when I'm talking to Brad about stuff, it's like we need to do this, we we can do this, things like that. Versus like, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. It's such a different mindset when you include everyone else around you and you're trying to get to that goal. Um, any specific games at St. John's that stood out to you that you think back, whether it's something you really learn from, very positive experience, very you face some adversity, bounce back. Anything that you that really stands out to you? Yeah, obviously. Top of your head. Obviously Johnny Tommy, you know. Yeah, it was <laughs> a couple of good games. Especially the last two years because we stuck it to him. Um, but you know, just playing like that, just with tr- the tradition being, you know, one a part of that rivalry and two being able to like play in those games. Um, I'm so like lucky, especially with it, it could be coming to an end in these next couple of years or this year, you know. So just looking back, like playing in history, or like, um, so so especially when uh John passed, and so that was two years ago, going into the Johnny Tommy week, like that that was a huge deal. Like everyone was like, oh my, there was even more hype than usual. Like all like the alums were coming, like the you're, you're playing this week for John and everything this season, right? And like you know, just and that was in college. We always just packed the house and we you know, we kind of exploded and like went off on them. We would beat them 40 to 20 and, you know, I'm never going to forget that game. Um, So, so that one for sure. Uh, And then, you know, kind of just like this past year, the playoff run we had, we, we started off with Aurora kind of like a small school. Like I think everyone kind of underestimated them going into it and they just came out right at the gate and like start throwing up like long touchdown runs, passes, just kind of like, we're like, Oh crap, they're here to play. So it ended right. up being a shootout and, you know, we, we were down like, 13 14 or two scores with like five minutes left and we scored and then held them and just crazy game and just kind of like surviving we went into wheaton then and they were kind of like the favorite to win it all left in the season like when i was like i think it was the quarters or something um and we went down there and and we knocked them off and just so many like kind of close wild playoff runs so that was crazy to be talk more about the wheaton game the yeah. ending of that game my brother try and i we watched that together that was one of the craziest endings of the game I think I've ever seen. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, it was like maybe like two, three minutes left where I think it was 35 to or 34 to 27. Um, they have the ball. They're slowly driving down the field. I'm, I'm realizing they're trying to run out the clock so we won't have a chance to score. It's so like it's going to be overtime where they're going to probably go for two or win if they scored. So they're driving down slowly, and then they're, it's like maybe like under – like 40 seconds left they're inside the 10 and they give it to like their lineman to run and like he gets it down to the one and they give it to him again and he scores and then i think that's like it's like 10 seconds left or something at that point and he spikes the ball so they get flagged <laughs> so they move it back um and so he's like they're kicking from what was it like like a 30 yard extra point or whatever right first one misses it 
and then but there was a roughing the kicker but also like 12 men on the field so they offset so it was a re-kick from the same one and then he missed it again the other way <laughs> so and it was the oh longest gosh. ordeal so i'm sitting on the it side was. for like 10 minutes just watch him drive down watch that whole thing right. go down most stressful thing ever because right. i usually don't get too stressed during the games because like i can play but like at that point i'm on the sideline not doing anything and i'm like oh it was so nerve-wracking especially those last couple of kicks it was wild and then they they went they kicked an onside kick and you know it bounced off one of our guys then they thought they had it but one of our guys like ripped it away so yeah it's just right. madness and you had just scored you like you guys ran down and scored before they got that ball in that last possession but you almost scored like too quickly. I know. I think that's yeah. all it went, right? It's I think like so. there's two minutes left, but you, but you got to score because you were behind, or it was tied or whatever. And then yeah. you went ahead and they got it. But yeah, Charlie and I watched that game and, and we still talk about it. Like, what are the odds all of that happens? And, I know. And it, it was, felt, you know, it was like the crowd, and there's a train right by their stadiums, like a train's going by <laughs> and stuff. So just the, the noise factor and everything. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh. One, one thing you said there that I thought was pretty interesting was that you, like, you didn't have the ball in your hand, so it was stressful. And you said usually you don't get that stress because, like, you would theoretically have more control. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, is that like how you live your life? Like, are you are you not a really stressed guy as long as it's something you're in control over? Um, or like, not necessarily to be honest. I think just game wise, like, I like it when we have the ball or like. I mean, you know, like defense wise, I know they have their back, but just at that in that point, it was really stressful. But as far as life, I'm pretty like easy going. I don't get stressed too often, you know, kind of like go with the flow. Like, okay, if, if this works out, then awesome. And obviously, like, I'm going to give my best effort and everything. But, you know, just kind of like I take like science to like maybe, okay, that's a blessing in disguise or something. So I, if something doesn't work out, so I, I don't, I don't get too, too stressed too often. Um, but yeah. That's the unique thing with football is quarterback is so hyped up and, and advertised, but you're not on the field, you know, half the game. And when it's a situation like that, there's really nothing, you know, in the, in the short term that you can do to yeah. change the outcome. Um, versus like basketball, if you're on the court, you're on the court, offense and defense and yep. both quarterback, you do have to trust that defense, trust your teammates. And hopefully everything you put in kind of gets you to that point. Exactly. When you guys do have a big game or you do have a big workout or um, with all the events you have coming up, different combines and stuff, do you do anything different in the days and weeks leading up to that? Uh, like Whether from like you more positive self-talk or more sleep or mm -hmm. you're just kind of more refined in your workouts, does anything really change or do you really try to treat every week throughout the year like it's a game week? You know, um especially like getting down there like these last couple of months i've really kind of like toned it in or like trying to like diet wise sleep wise like lift wise especially with like because i'm injured overcoming an injury right now like on top of everything like okay i can't work my legs really so i gotta pump up her body like do what i can right to put myself in the best position um so you know i've, I've been better like in these last couple of months i haven't like maybe like diet wise you know like haven't right. been eating like as much canes or something or, you know like just kind of like fine-tuning like trying to put myself in the best yeah. uh position possible um especially like going into like the gopher pro day coming up and uh everything like that and when you do have a really big event and it goes super well does that change your process afterwards like are you results-based where it's like oh it went really well and now i can cut back a little bit or if it goes really bad, it's like, I really got to ramp it up. Or do you just try to keep the process similar regardless of outcome? You know, I mindset, I, I, I try to keep the process yeah. similar. But, you know, in, in the past I have, oh, like I, this has been going well. Like, like especially like during the season, like maybe not being as like committed or like disciplined and like getting like three to four lifts in a week or whatever or and everything. So kind, kind of falling back. But like if like. I was to play poorly or something like okay amp it up like okay i gotta get going i gotta get back um so I try to have that mindset but i can i i've in the past i've fallen into that would you do anything different about specifically the last couple of years at st john's if you go back redo things are you happy obviously you wanted that national title but from a from a process standpoint from everything that you did from all the two opportunities you had was there anything that you wish you would have done a little different or something that you would have known that you know now? Um, I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, every, everything that's happened has shaped me into like the person I am today. And, you know, 
you know, I'm happy with the person I am. I'm happy with what I've we've accomplished, you know, in my time at St. John's, obviously disappointed about not getting a national championship. Um, but you know, that that's the way life is. You don't always get what you want. You know, you work towards a goal and sometimes you fall short, but I, you know, I think those are like lessons that instill in you and like maybe could pay off in the future. So I don't necessarily really have any regrets because I think they've all like kind of led me like in steps and you know, stepping stones to where I am in my life now. And I'm, I'm very content and, you know, excited for my future, but very happy with who I've become at St. John's, um, just learning and lessons, you know, a lot of experience has like pushed me into who I am and, you know, where I'm at now. So, uh, no, I, I guess I'm kind of, you know, disappointed with how things ended up in terms of maybe like wins, losses and everything and stuff off the field maybe sometimes, but you know, I, I'm, I'm happy with where I am. And I definitely believe that they've, these events have like led me to where I am. I had just kind of a random thought that I'm curious about. So I know before we started, we were talking about like doubters a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doubters. Like, so the goal is to play in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like for, for right now. Yep. So like if you had to put a percentage on what is the biggest driving factors for you to like want to do this and say we're talking about like, you know, fulfilling your passion or your destiny, um, like making your family proud, um, proving the doubters wrong. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but like. Just like what what is it that's driving you so hard towards this goal right now? Yeah, I I think it's definitely the the two biggest factors are me like wanting to be, you know, the best play at the highest level I can, and you know, kind of like what you said, like fulfilling your destiny, maybe almost in a sense, but just you know, just knowing what I'm capable of and just wanting to play at the highest uh, uh, level as possible, and then also you know, for my family, and that goes like my family, friends, teammates a girlfriend like and like alum and everything like schools like i want to represent like rosemont irish uh st john's and j just make them proud and also like my family and everyone has invested so much into me right you know and supported me for so many years so like i want to give it all for me and for them especially because you know they've had my back since day one um you know doubters not as much but obviously like you know that they're there and like you know, it, it feels you and kind of it pisses you off almost like people saying, or, oh, he can't do it. He, you know, he's not good enough or whatever. Um, so that all definitely fuels me. But I'd say the biggest two factors are, you know, my family and just wanting to, you know, be the best I can be. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you ever struggle with people doubting you or the, even like you have a bad game and there's just negative talk? Did you ever struggle with that or were you always able to handle that pretty well? You know, I, I definitely struggle with it at times, you know. Right. I mean, it's not stuff you want to hear, like, oh, he sucks, or this guy should be playing over him <laughs> or something. And, like, you know, it, it fuels me. It, it was like, okay, I got to get better. And also, like, okay, screw you. Like, you're, you know, like, in a sense, like, yeah. what what do you know? Like, you you're, you don't know what I'm going through, what we're going through. Um, I think it's pretty judgmental or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it definitely fuels me. And, you know, like, like I remember, I think it was my freshman year, like, I had a concussion, was put out for a bit. And then when I came back, like I, I get, the other guy kept playing because he was playing so well or whatever. And when I was healthy, I was like, okay, well, like, am I going to play or whatever? Anyway, but, you know, just people saying like, oh, he's better than you or something. That pisses me off. And then like later on in right. playoff game, I came back, got some reps. And like on my first drive, it was like fourth and 20 and I threw like a touchdown like on end. So just kind of like, you know, just, yeah, there, there's a lot of outside noise. Right, yeah, exactly. Cheers. And now they're yeah. on your side, what, you know. What was the thing you said before, the Johnny Depp, was it? Yeah, I think it was – I don't know if it's accurate. I saw it on like Instagram or something. It was a picture of a tweet. But it's got to be accurate, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. More accurate than Wikipedia. So it was uh, it was like a screenshot of a Johnny Depp tweet or something, and it said something along the lines like, "People who doubted you in the past will one day say that they knew you" or something yeah, like yeah. that. And I just think that's so cool because yeah, people are gonna like badmouth you behind your back or to your face, but or something. But then when you're succeeding and doing good, then everyone wants to be your friend. Be like, Oh yeah, I've believed in you or I've known you since day one. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's sports. That's business. That's life. That's <laughs> absolutely. And where you get either the doubt or the praise from really makes a difference. If you go on the internet, you can get a lot of doubt. And if you go to, let's say like your mom or one of us goes to our moms, they're going to tell us we're like the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like, thanks mom. I love you for that. But um, versus where like maybe for you, like an opposing coach comes up to you be like, Hey, you throw a heck of a ball. That's going to mean a lot to you because of the, the source it's coming from and not putting too much or too little into whether it's positive or negative, those different sources of, of information and praise and doubt and things like that. 
Um, cause it's really easy to get caught up into, you know, your friend's friend saying something that you like or don't like. Yeah. Um, especially with social media, I can't imagine, uh, with social media these days, it's so easy for random people to reach out, whether it's like, Hey, like you're the best thing ever. Or like, you're awful. I could play better than you. Mm-hmm. You really got to filter some of that out. Absolutely. Especially when you're kind of more in the public eye. Yeah. And big part for me is just, you know, obviously having a filter, like knowing, like, like letting it impact me where it comes from. Like if it's my really close friends or coaches, then I'll take it to heart. And like, if it's good or bad, like try to change it or else stay humble about it. But if it's from like people I don't know, or like, you know, they, they're at the games watching, like they, they're fans or they think they know the game or whatever. I'm like, okay, like, no, like no offense, but I don't really care what you say. Like, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't even know. Like if you're bad mouthing me anyway. So right. just filter it like, and know who's it coming from. And then it'll, I'll take it to heart or not. Um, so yeah, that, that's a big, I, I think I've gotten, I've gotten good at that. Just, you know, brushing it off. Like, okay, they don't like me, whatever. And just keep on persevering. Do you use social media a lot? Oh yeah. And do you think it has more of a positive or negative influence as you on you? Uh, on me, I, I think it's important with how you use it. Right. Um, because there are so many accounts nowadays. So like if you filter it to like following like motivational accounts or, you know, or like if you're just looking for like, I don't know, just like for social status or something. I think it's really easy for um, people like to come, you know, from c- comparison or something. Oh, I'm not this. I'm not like that or whatever. Um, I think it really matters about how you use it. So for me, um, you know, for me right now, it's kind of like a little bit of, well, for sure, like keeping in contact with friends and everything from the past. Right. Um, but then also just kind of using it for like, like promotion or like encouraging people. And then also for me, like finding encouragement and obviously humor, like love memes and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, but definitely it, it, there, I feel like each like platform is different too. Like in, whether it's Twitter, Instagram. What do you use Snapchat. most? Uh, or what couple do you in, use the Instagram, most? Instagram, probably Instagram. And then Instagram, yeah. Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook in that order probably. What, yeah. What's the funniest meme account that you follow? Well, well, okay. So I for me, I just go on Explore and shuffle through meme accounts because okay. like they'll post some funny ones <laughs> eventually. I got, yeah. I, go. I, I'll like they'll, yeah. they'll post some funny ones, but then it'll be all stupid. So I'm not going to like follow them. So I'll just like scroll through. And my, my siblings, we have like a good like group chat where we'll send our favorite ones and stuff so it, it's various on the account are you on tiktok yet no no i don't think i will be <laughs> saying yet i'm not planning on it. tom's a big tiktok guy are you ah uh, not big but i just i just <laughs> downloaded it my uh my older brother joe was like hey you should get it start using it. i'm like all right we'll figure this out you can waste a lot of time in that one because the videos are so short mm-hmm. and then you just swipe up for the next one and so don't get it yeah you, one, you don't have time for that one two two or three are enough not like for Snapchat, you just use that to talk to friends. Uh, yeah, mostly. Yeah, friends okay. or like still guys at St. John's family. Right, like I got a lot of little cousins and stuff. Um, but yeah, generally that or on my phone too. I run out of storage, but I can save stuff on Snapchat because like it's a different <laughs> store, so I'll take pictures on that and use that a lot too. So for Instagram or Twitter, do you use either of those for football related knowledge or like yeah. seeing different clips and stuff like that? Yeah, that's mainly twitter i would say like coaching accounts like we'll post stuff or schemes and stuff or just videos or staying up to date on like what players are doing so like i follow some like a couple favorite players and everything um but yeah i i see that on twitter and instagram we're just following like espn accounts and everything right. what are your top three favorite players favorite player like you know i i really like baker mayfield he kind of struggled this year uh playing wise but i just like his mentality you know like go-getter and everything um and then you know packer fan grew up watching brett Favre and rogers so those two you know they're they're so they're fun to watch and i love them um dude i was i will say i absolutely despised brett Favre, and then when he played for the vikings for two years he was like my favorite player ever just because right and like absolutely obviously, obviously it's incredibly bandwagon but i just <laughs> loved his like passion oh know? yeah like, right yeah he just he lived it man he's a gunslinger and if yeah, if rogers it. came to the vikings i think the same thing would happen as much as if he played at a, if he played at an all pro level and brought us to or to win a Super Bowl, yeah, yeah. all is forgiven for all the hate that all Vikings fans. And I <laughs> I dislike him as much as anybody. Yeah, yeah. But if he came from the Vikings and he brought success, and that's so so much like in sports, and it's a little bit more shallow. But Dude. if you get results, a lot of things get forgiven and, and moved on. But 100%. yeah, Brett Favre and Rodgers have tortured us for for far too long. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite is Lamar Jackson. I was big on the yes, bandwagon when go. he came out. I, I love one of my favorite pictures is like 
of him and his mom in like the draft room and like like everyone's pretty much been drafted but him and you know just how like the fact like everyone wanted him to switch to play wide out or whatever no one believed in him like Ravens gave him a shot and now he's just torching everyone you know just the underdog story and now he's balling I love it yeah he's unbelievable like so fun yeah. to watch I was I was not a big Baltimore fan when they had Flacco just like the the schemes they'd run yeah. and stuff but like they're honestly my second favorite team just because of Lamar Jackson now. Yeah, they're like so he's much just fun. insane to watch. He is. Just the stuff he does, like, it's so entertaining. Or it's just like, how did he do that? And yeah. Like, they played it so smart to just scheme around his abilities. Yeah. Like, right. And bringing Ingram in and just yeah. believing in who they were. I and, can't believe uh, they didn't win it this year. I know. I wonder what, I, like, I didn't, who did they well, lose Tennessee, to? Tennessee. Titans, yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee got hot at the right time. Yeah. I thought Baltimore was a hot team because this whole second half of the year, they were just rolling. Uh, Sam texted me in October. He's like, this guy wasn't starting a year ago, and now he's the MVP of the league. And that just shows how much can change within like six months or a year where it's like if you're not in the right system or you don't have the right opportunity or you're not surrounded by the right people, and then something changes. Because like, that's a huge jump for anybody. Yeah. And then even like with Mahomes, it like got to – he had the injury – and he didn't play as well this year. He still played pretty well. People like start forgetting about him already. Mm-hmm. And then the playoffs come, and obviously they had their run that they did. But it's crazy how how fast that narrative can change for for better or for worse. Yeah, and you know, just it's a whole nother level. Like it keeps evolving. Like everything. Like people always say, like, oh, he dominated this year, but like coaches are gonna find a way to shut him down next year or something. So I, I'm curious to see like how he does next year. I, you know, I'm hoping for him. I think he's a baller. And just his story and everything, but yeah, it is crazy to see how quick it. Quickly Do you watch changes. a lot of NFL? Yeah, I you know I I enjoy watching or just like AFC games at like three thirty and then Sunday night football. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited that or all the good games seem to be when we were playing for college football, right like on Saturday. So I didn't get to watch those as much. So I'm yep. excited to watch more college football. You get more into that yeah. a little bit. Well, now when you're watching a football game on TV, do you prefer to watch by yourself or with other? football-minded people like you or do you not care who's like if, if it's a game you like really care about like it's like you like you're watching every play right. yeah what do you prefer i i prefer well i'll watch with people but it's when they get really into it or if they're cheering against it then like i just get annoyed like right. like a lot of my old roommates were or they're vikings fans so like yeah. i wouldn't really watch vikings games with them because they'll be like screaming <laughs> or just getting hyped and like so I I, yeah, I should maybe too much at times, but um yeah it you know it depends on you know, I like watching not by myself but like with like family or like my girlfriend or like other friends as long as like they're not like absolutely screaming at the TV yeah. pretty much you know no throwing <laughs> so, controllers through the screen or anything exactly like that. when you're watching a game do you are you just enjoying it are you watching like schemes and routes and different it, strategies it like, depends. are you, are you is that prefrontal cortex really firing? Are you really trying to like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, are you are you able to turn it off at all, or is yeah. it just like? Yeah, I can. At, well, you know, I always think like, or just plain wise, like, oh, like if like there's something like a decision that was made, or like I'm like, what are you doing, like this guy or whatever. So I think it's hard to turn it off, but sometimes I'll really try to analyze it, like go hardcore. Yeah. Other times I'll still just watch, but when I'm watching, I'm still like thinking like, oh, what are they doing, or like wonder what concept or like or, like. Uh, um, route combination or coverage that was so yeah always thinking like that that's pretty normal but sometimes i'll really try to go in depth like coverage like leverage everything but not always did you watch xfl at all i did i what'd you think of it i kind of um i like how it's different like it's fun to watch with like the i like how it's mic'd up so like the first game i watched it like okay so it's third and 12 they just called in this play so they have option routes here so watch if the defender does this they'll do this and like he didn't break, have to break it down that much for me to understand, but I just like I like like knowing like what's going on. It's like I can watch for it ahead right. of time, or it's kind of cool that they're mic'd up and everything. Um, and then also uh, like the kickouts or just new rules. It, it's interesting. It's fun to watch. Little, yeah. I, I'm curious to see if it'll last this time. You know, because mm-hmm. like in the past it hasn't really been, or it hasn't made a full year or um, lasted. But uh, yeah, I and I love watching football, so like it's still on. You know. So you're are you football twenty four seven like? all year round no, or there times no. of the year where you like i'm glad it's july and there's nothing going on because i need a little break yeah i like and then once fall it. comes around it really picks up again yeah you know it, i'm all I, I like enjoying summer and yeah. stuff but then when fall it's like all right let's freaking go like i'm ready yeah um 
and and I always like throwing and stuff. I like playing it. I think I like I like playing it more than I like watching it. Obviously, so, yeah. Like I won't always be if there's like a random college game on or NFL game on, I won't be like, oh, I have to be watching or something. Like I'll watch it on Sundays when it's on and everything. I love it. Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to be like twenty four seven. And growing up, did you play? You played basketball, right? Yeah, a little basketball. Anything yeah. in the spring? Uh, baseball when I was younger, and then it molded to track, just to you know, kind of stay in shape for football right mindset. did any of those sports help you or or i guess help is the best word with football oh i feel like I think, yeah track definitely okay. made me um you know faster got me in better shape and uh so that definitely did basketball i love playing basketball but uh the coaching the coach at the time didn't really believe in like weightlifting and at that point I was a sophomore. I was like 6'3", 170 pounds, so crazy lanky. Dang. So I'm like, if I right. want to play like college football, I got to right. lift. So I stopped playing basketball um, and just focused on kind of like lifting and the track and running and everything. Um, so, I, yeah, I definitely think track helped a lot. So do you feel like sophomore year is a good point where it's like, all right, if you're going to – if football is going to be your thing, you can start keying in on it more? Or do no, you feel like I, that I, can be sooner or later? I definitely believe in uh, multi-sports okay. like, and stuff. Just for me, like I had to lift and stuff in the basketball. Like I, I just wouldn't like have time or something. Like I, I loved the game and everything, but right. just kind of focusing on that. But like if like you can still like – stay in shape or like get better and progress as like an athlete and everything. I definitely believe in like multi-sports, like play basketball, play baseball. I don't think you should spend like the full year focusing on just one sport. One thing thing I'm curious about is uh, compare like as far as the training aspect, like the weightlifting, the programs they have, strength conditioning stuff, um, like high school compared to St. John's compared to Penn State. Like, was there any things that, like, really stood out to you as far as, like, the programming or the things that they would have you doing? Or did it seem pretty, like... Yeah, so it was... It, it was no, it, it was a variety. So, other than, like, the... Obviously, like, the culture. So, like, Penn State was, like, team lifts, like, structured, like, music blaring, like, coaches yelling. St. John's was laid back where, like, not not nothing really like structured like you go in on your own just get in like three or four lifts a week um so different like different like obviously atmosphere and everything but like did they tell you what to do yeah yeah both did so they they all had scripted stuff um saint saint john's uh was a little bit less like core lifts and more so like like some like they mixed in like injury prevention um and like I don't know, like smaller like auxiliaries like rotator cuffs yeah like like everything like that and kind of like custom to so like your position well and then like Penn State was like everyone was like like squat and then superset with this uh deadlift superset with this bench superset with this and then like like arm burnout or something and that was kind of consistent I mean that was just the in-season workout so it's probably different like off-season and everything so right. but that's just what I was there for an experienced um and then yeah St. John's you know I was obviously there for four years so it was kind of like yeah I saw the in, ins and outs of the lifting program um so yeah they're different than that. And then high school was kind of similar um to penn state where it was like core lifts and then kind of like superset it with this uh so yeah how does it look like now for you in terms of working out is there what's your main focus with it or are you are you more worried about mechanics or kind of film study what what's your main are you trying to do all three Kind yeah. of those like the big area. Maybe I'm missing an area, but no, those seem like the big three in terms of at least quarterback position. You know, get stronger, stay quick, uh, make sure your arms live, and and make sure you're reading the defense and doing all that. So yeah, definitely. You know, it, mental aspect is very important, and then also want to train my body where I can like, you know, feel good, light on my feet, just throwing. Not not too much like tweaking throwing mechanics because. You know, especially at this point, no one's really going to change how I throw the ball. Right. Um. So just kind of fine tuning, like maybe little things as far as that, and then also just trying to be like obviously like quick, stronger, um, explosive and everything. And you know, for me right now, just getting back to a hundred percent with my ankle and just like PT, Absolutely. just getting right. back to that. So those are the big ones for me. Did you? How long did you tweak your mechanics for? Like in high school, were you always kind of tweaking in better, or even in a college? So. Or yeah, at what so point where you're bit. like, this is what this is how I do it. Kind of like with going back to basketball, it's like you shoot the way you shoot. At a certain point in your life, it's like this is how I shoot. Like I can tweak a little bit, but yeah. overhauling it's not going to be more beneficial to me at this point. So my sophomore year, I think it was in between my sophomore and junior year in high school, I went to 
it's called NFA, so National Football Academics, and they went to they had a camp and they kind of like study the science or everything and work with stuff. So I went to that and they kind of tweaked it and just showed me like stuff a little bit. So I focused on those drills and like hand placement and everything. Yeah. And then that's kind of how I rolled with it for a couple of years. And just like throwing wise and arm movement is pretty consistent and the same, but just how I held the ball, it changed my junior year. And the only reason is because I sprained my pinky. So I, I had to like kind of like favor like my other fingers a little bit more. So I just gripped it differently. And now I, I grip it like that ever since. Um, so not tweaking like the, the form or everything or how the mechanics just maybe the grip a little bit. Yeah, quite the quite the history of injuries here. We gotta keep you healthy. So. <laughs> I know, I gotta get to a hundred. So. You got anything else? Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us on the Bold Base Performance Podcast. It was an awesome conversation. We're excited to see where your journey takes you, both in the in the near future and the long term. And uh, we hope to have you on again. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Right.